Each morning I wake up and say to myself, I have two choices today. I can choose to be in a good mood or I can choose to be in a bad mood. I always choose to be in a good mood. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. I am just so honored and blessed and happy to be here. I couldn't wait to get to Kingdom Rock this morning. Man, God is good, and He's doing wonderful things in our lives. And it's, it's just wonderful to be alive and to be experiencing God's grace and His goodness and His love in all of life. And uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited to to. I'm just excited to be alive, to be here, to be in Christ Jesus, and just to just to receive and and to love God. So I honor your wonderful pastor and first lady for the invitation. And uh, I just love them dearly, Pastor Mark. And I go back um, probably over 30 years, probably about 32 years. Um, 32 years ago, we met and uh, been friends ever since. So I just cherish his friendship and his wonderful wife. And um, I honor them, and I honor the mother of the house, Mama Linda. I, I honor the mother of the house, and uh, just thank you all so much for, for having me. And uh, give a wonderful hand for Pastor Nelson. Oh, my goodness. He is just such a blessing. He is such a blessing. He is such a blessing. I, I've just been encouraged and uh, lifted and enriched by the worship and the ministry and the exhortation that he gave us. I was ready to go home after he finished. That was that was that was just so awesome. It was just so awesome. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. We well, want you just bow your head for just a brief word of prayer. Father, we just love you and praise you today. We rejoice in you and give you thanks. We're just so grateful, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to assemble ourselves together to worship, to praise. We thank you for the wonderful fellowship one with another. We thank you for the opportunity to gather around your word. And Father, we just open our hearts to receive from you. I pray less of me, more of you, none of me, and all of you. Speak through my vocal cords, think through my mind, enlighten my heart and spirit. And Father, we purpose in our hearts to be doers of your word and not hearers only. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, our great teacher. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen, 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 amen. Well, I would like to share just a little humor. And in fact, if you all laugh at the first joke, I might tell a second joke. <laughs> a mother, she asked her son, little Johnny, as they are waiting for the bus, she said she told him to tell the bus driver that he is four years old when asked because he arrived for free. And as they get into the bus, the driver asked Johnny how old he was. I am four years old, he replied. And when will you be six years old, asked the driver. 
when I get off the bus, answered Johnny. <laughs> and here's your, here's your bonus joke for today. <laughs> a woman, an elderly woman, she was uh, on the phone with her friend, and she says, I feel like my body has gotten totally out of shape. So I got my doctor's permission to join a fitness club and start exercising. I decided to take an aerobics class for seniors. She said, I bent, I twisted, I gyrated, I jumped up and down, I spun around and perspired for an hour. But... By the time I got my leotards on, the class was over. <laughs> I want to talk to today uh, from the subject, choosing a winning attitude, choosing a winning attitude. And I'd like to just share a passage of scripture over in the book of Genesis the book of Genesis, chapter 4. The book of Genesis, chapter 4. We're talking about choosing a winning attitude. Choosing a winning attitude. Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. When you get there, say amen. Now, I shouldn't have to wait on anyone to find Genesis. <laughs> Genesis, chapter 4. <laughs> Now, if you don't know where Genesis is, see me after service. Now, <laughs> Genesis chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, and we'll read down through verse 8. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering, but unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And so we're talking, we're talking about choosing a winning attitude, choosing a winning attitude. Abel represents everything positive. Cain represents everything negative. And I think that, that God gives us this picture here of these two individuals. 
one representing everything positive and one representing everything negative, as to let us know that we always have two choices in our approach to life, in our approach to our attitude, on our outlook of life. Your attitude determines your direction. Your attitude determines your direction. Your outlook determines your outcome. And our attitudes shape who we are and how we live our lives. Your attitude shapes who we are and how we live our lives. And so God was basically saying to Cain, Cain, if you have a good attitude, keep a good heart, you can correct yourself, you can make the adjustment, you can get better, you'll be blessed. And this is what God was simply was saying to Cain. It was an attitude issue. It was an attitude problem. And God was saying, Cain, if you have a great attitude, man, if you, if you have a good heart on it, you can, you can correct yourself. You can make the adjustment and you'll be blessed. But he was saying, Cain, if you, but if you don't, a bad attitude will never lead to a positive life. And this, is, this is the message that he was giving Cain. And so someone said that a, that a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You're not going anywhere until you change it. You're not going anywhere until you change it. And so God, God takes notice of our attitude. I didn't really understand how important attitude was until I began to search the scriptures. Uh, if you notice over in, you don't have to turn there, but in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, it says this. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Notice it didn't say simply if you're obedient. It says if you are willing and obedient. The willing is simply attitude. See, you can do something, but if you have a bad attitude about it, you really haven't done it. You haven't done it. It, it reminds me of the story where, where this mother, she told her little boy, she says, sit down. And, and little Johnny sat down, and he said, I may be sitting down on the inside, but he said, on, but he said, on, he said I may be sitting down on the outside, but he said, on the inside, I'm standing up. <laughs> so he had a bad attitude. He had a bad attitude. And so that's why God is very concerned about our attitude. So if you be willing, which is attitude and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So God is saying, if you obey me and have a good attitude while you're obeying me, you'll eat the good of the land. Notice this. God loves a cheerful giver. Notice that. God doesn't just love a giver. He loves a cheerful giver. That's attitude. That's attitude. And so I just begin to, I begin to uh, understand that attitude it is very important to God. You know, Paul, when Paul and Silas were in prison, instead of griping and complaining, what? They sang praises. They sang praises. And the power of God hit the prison because of attitude, because of attitude. And then they could have gotten all bent out of shape. They could have said, you know, Lord, I'm serving you here, preaching the gospel everywhere. Here I am locked up. I haven't done anything wrong. This is completely unfair. They could have just really moaned and groaned and complained. No, they, they, they would just praise God. God's so good. They just praise God. Man, isn't it a blessing? Isn't it a blessing to be 
uh, persecuted for Christ. Isn't it a blessing, man, that we're sharing the gospel? Isn't, so they just got in there and got excited, and they got happy, and the power of God hit the prison and shook it. And so when we have a great attitude, God moves in our lives. God can turn any situation. He can turn any situation if we keep a right attitude, if we keep a right attitude. And so this is what I begin to see in the scriptures. If you notice the story of Joseph, Joseph was mistreated. He was, he was sold into slavery. Then he was lied on. He was put in prison. And uh, later, he, he ended up becoming the prince of Egypt. But if you notice one thing consistent about Joseph, Joseph, he kept a good attitude. You never read that he complained. Now, if anybody had something to complain about, it was Joseph. He could have complained. He could have griped. He never complained. He just did his very best. He kept a great attitude. And all along, God was moving him to his promotion. So I believe that if Joseph had had a bad attitude, he would have missed out. God wouldn't have been able to use him and put him in the position that he wanted to bring him to if he had a bad attitude. So we have to understand that even when we're in negative places in life, keep a great attitude. Keep a great attitude. Keep a heart of faith and obedience and love toward God. Just do your very best and serve him with a great attitude. God monitors your attitude. God monitors your attitude, and it means a lot to him. And so I saw it over and over and over again in his, in, in, throughout scriptures in the Bible. Let me read this little story to you. I just love this. This is actually a true story. Jerry, Jerry is the manager of a restaurant. <clears throat> he is always in a good mood, and he always has something positive to say. When someone would ask him, how he was doing, he would always reply, if I were any better, I would be twins. Many of the waiters at his restaurant quit their jobs when he changed jobs. They would follow him around from restaurant to restaurant. The reason the waiters followed Jerry was because of his attitude. He was a natural motivator. If an employee was having a bad day, Jerry was always there telling the employee how to look on the positive side of the situation. Seeing this style really made me curious. So one day I went up to Jerry and asked him, I don't get it. No one can be a positive person all of the time. How do you do it? Jerry replied, each morning I wake up and say to myself, I have two choices today. I can choose to be in a good mood or I can choose to be in a bad mood. I always choose to be in a good mood. Each time something bad happens, I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to learn from it. I always choose to learn from it. Each time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of life. I always choose the positive side of life. But it's not always that easy, I protested. Yes, it is, Jerry said. Life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. You choose how you react to situations. You choose how people will affect your mood. You choose to be in a good mood or bad mood. It's your choice how you live your life. Several years later, I heard that Jerry accidentally did something you are never supposed to do in the restaurant business. He left the back door open 
of his restaurant one morning and was robbed by three armed men. While trying to open the safe, his hand shaking from nervousness slipped off the combination. The robbers panicked and shot him. Luckily, Jerry was found quickly and rushed to the hospital. After 18 hours of surgery and weeks of intensive care, Jerry was released from the hospital with fragments of the bullets still in his body. I saw Jerry about six months after the, after the accident, and when I asked him how he was, he replied, if I were any better, I'd be twins. Want to see my scars? I declined to see his wounds, but did ask him what had gone through his mind as the robbery took place. The first thing that went through my mind was that I should have locked the back door, Jerry replied. Then, after they shot me, as I lay on the floor, I remembered that I had two choices. I could choose to live or choose to die. I chose to live. Weren't you scared, I asked. Jerry continued, the paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine. But when they wheeled me into the emergency room and I saw the expressions on the faces of the doctors and nurses, I got really scared. In their eyes, I read, he's a dead man. I knew I needed to take action. What did you do? I asked. Well, there was a big nurse shouting questions at me, said Jerry. She asked if I was allergic to anything. Yes, I replied. The doctors and nurse, nurses stopped working as they waited for my reply. I took a deep breath and yelled, bullets. <laughs> Over their laughter, I told them, I am choosing to live. Please operate on me as if I am alive, not dead. Jerry lived thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also because of his amazing attitude. I learned from him that every day you have the choice to either enjoy your life or to hate it. The only thing that is truly yours that no one can control or take from you is your attitude. So if you can take care of that, everything else in life becomes much easier. So we have two choices. We always have two choices. We always have two choices in life. And I believe that's what Cain and Abel represented to us. We always have two choices. We always have two choices in life. Pain in life is inevitable, but misery is optional. So we always have, we always have two choices. We always have two choices in life. I read an interesting story about a a woman, she was 92 years old, and her husband had just passed, and so she was now a widow, so she was going to have to go and live in a nursing home. And as she was in the <clears throat> lobby of the nursing home, one of the attendants came to get her to escort her to her new room. And as they walked down the corridor, he began to describe the room to the woman. This woman is legally blind. He describes the room to her, and she said, I love it. She said, I love it. 
Then he said, but you haven't seen it yet. She said, that doesn't matter. She said, happiness is something you decide on ahead of time. She said, I don't love it based on how the furniture is arranged. I love it based on how my mind is arranged. See, we always have two choices in life. We always have, we always have two choices in life. John Wooden said that things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. So we always have two choices. We always have two choices in life. Remember, your outlook determines your outcome. Say that with me. Your outlook determines your outcome. Your outlook determines your outcome. Now, I, I jotted down some things, and I'm almost done, but I jotted down some things to help us to maintain a positive attitude, some things that help us to have a winning attitude, things that help us to choose a winning attitude. <clears throat> and I just want to share several of them with you. These are just some practical things to help us to choose a winning attitude in life, to always choose a positive attitude. Number one <clears throat> is, is time spent with God time spent with God. I believe your attitude begins there in the presence of God. So time spent with God, time spent in prayer, time spent in the word, time spent in worship. Here is where you, the nature of God, the nature of God is you're filled with the nature of God and his likeness, his spirit and his anointing and his glory. And you'll your, your, inner, your inner man will become more and more like God, more and more like the presence of God. And so you have to realize that we live our lives from the inside out, not from the outside in. See, most people try to live their lives from the outside in. No, you live your life from the inside out. And so if your inner man, the real you, if that man is strong, if that man is in the presence of God, has been in the presence of God, and is full of the word and full of the anointing and full of grace and the love of God, the nature of God, that's the man you live out of. And so you live life from the inside out, and it affects your attitude. It affects your attitude in every situation because you're living from the inside out. That's the way God intended it for us to live. You live from the inside out, the hidden man of the heart. The Bible calls him the hidden man of the heart. The Bible says, the Bible warned women, don't worry about adorning yourself so much on the outside. It's the hidden man of the heart. That's the man that's important. The outward man is perishing, but the inward man is renewed day by day. That's the eternal part of you. That's the real you. That's where God is. And so, we live out of our spirit. We live out of our spirit. So you live life from the inside out. And so time spent with God, I believe that's the number one way to affect your attitude and help you to uh, choose a winning attitude in life. Number two, I would say you need a good night's sleep, rest. Rest is very important because when, you're, when you don't sleep well, you are sort of agitated. You're irritated, you know, you're, you are, you're more prone to be negative because your body is fatigued. 
And so when it, whenever you're in a situation of fatigue, you always lean toward the negative. And so you're a little bit more, you know, a little bit more negative and uh, irritable and moody and so forth when we're fatigued. And there's, there's new science out now that talks about why we sleep and the importance of your rest. So you need at least seven, eight hours of sleep a night. Uh, so that you can function at your optimum level. And so when you're well-rested, when you're well-rested, you can have a better attitude. You can, you can have a winning attitude in life. Number three, I would say to, to help your attitude is uh, go outside, go outside, go outside, get some sun, get some fresh air, breathe deeply. Take a walk, exercise. You have to learn to de-stress your life. You have to de-stress your life. So go out into nature. Go, go by a, a creek or a pond or a lake, a stream. Sit out there and just uh, in, in God's creation. That does something, renewing and rejuvenating your body and your mind and your spirit. And so when you get in touch with nature and just behold God's creation out in nature, it does something. And I believe that helps you to have a positive outlook on life because it de-stresses you. It's one of God's natural de-stressors. It de-stresses you. Make sure you're putting good nutrition in your body. So you want your body operating at optimum levels. And so you want, you want to operate and treat yourself well and take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself in order to um, choose a winning attitude in life, to, to be more positive in life. You want to take care of yourself. And number four, you want to learn to appreciate and to be grateful for life. Learn to, learn to appreciate and be grateful in life. Learn to appreciate and be grateful for life. Something happens when, when, when we are grateful, when we give thanks, what you're doing, you're concentrating on all the good things in life. And when you concentrate on all the good things in life, it makes you more grateful, makes you more positive. And likewise, when you concentrate, when you're more grateful, you tend to concentrate on more good things. And so it begins to be, a, it's, it's a cycle. So the more you think about good things, the more grateful you become. And the more grateful you become, the more you think about good things. And so it's a loop that feeds itself. So you're, you're thinking about good things, you're becoming grateful, you're grateful, and it causes you to think about more good things. And so it's a, it's a positive feeding loop that feeds itself. So you learn to appreciate the good things in life, when you're grateful about life, when you're grateful in every situation, um, that helps you, to have a, um, helps you to have a winning attitude, helps you to be able to choose a winning attitude and maintain a positive attitude in life. Notice what Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So notice that. I believe Philippians 4.8 is, is simply saying, find something positive in everything. That's all it's saying. 
Find something positive in everything. Put your mind on that. Find the positive in everything. Put your mind on that. <clears throat> the other day, I had my little 10-year-old girl with me, and we were, we were driving somewhere. And uh, my car cut off right on the highway. We were driving up I-20, and uh, right in the middle of the highway, my car just shut off, completely went off. And so I knew it was my alternator that had gone out. And uh, fortunately, I was able to get to the right lane and, and get into the shoulder, get up on the shoulder of the highway there. And uh, so we were just completely shut off. I called a tow truck, and they said it would be about an hour and a half uh, before they would get there, before they would arrive. And I thought about it. I said, you know, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be bent out of shape about this because I said it's a beautiful day out here. I said, the sun is shining, it's, it's nice and cool, nice breeze. And so I just opened the doors and uh, we decided to have a picnic right there on the side of the road. And so I had, a little, I had, I had some little nutritional bars in the car, so I, I gave my daughter one, I had some water in the car. And we just opened the doors and just had a picnic right on the side of the highway, just enjoying, we enjoyed ourselves, we just enjoyed ourselves. Then, after about 30 minutes, I needed to use the bathroom. But I said, look at all of these wonderful bathrooms the Lord has provided me with right here on the side of the... <laughs> so I just walked right into the woods and uh, I, said, I said, the Lord is good. He's provided me with all of these. I have, my, I have any pick I want, all these wonderful bathrooms. And so, but I chose to focus on what was good. I chose to focus on what was good. Find something good in everything. That's what Philippians 4.8 is all about. Whatever situation you're in in life, always find something good. Always find something good to focus on. That's how you choose a winning attitude. That's how you keep and maintain a winning attitude. A good friend of mine, a good friend of mine, um, has cancer. He's been battling cancer for the last few years. And he's, he's the most positive person I know. And uh, he's just going on as if nothing has happened. And, and I, so I asked him out of curiosity, I said, how do you do it? He said, there are two reasons that I'm able to do what I do. He said, number one, I have kept my faith in God. He said, my faith in God. He said, number two, I never allow negative thoughts. I never allow negative thoughts. And he said, that's why I am prospering, even with a cancer diagnosis. He said, that's why I'm prospering and doing so well, and I'm continuing on in life, and I'm being blessed. I keep my faith in God. I never allow negative thoughts. And so that's what Philippians 4.8 is always about. Always find the good. Always look at the good. Always focus on something good. Someone said that the difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude. The difference between a good day and a bad day is your attitude. Here's number five. I'm, I'm just giving you some practical tips to help you to keep and maintain a good attitude. Number five Say something positive about others. Say something positive about others. Compliment them. Speak well of them. Encourage them. Help bring out the best in others. Help bring out the best in others. Look for something good to say. Always look for something good to say about others. 
John Maxwell, he teaches uh, a principle called the 101% principle. And that principle simply is find 1% about a person that's good and then give 100% encouragement behind it. So just find one thing. Just find one thing and then give 100%. I don't care. It could be anything. Man, I just love your glasses. Those are some sharp glasses. Oh, those are nice. Man, the frames are beautiful. Are those prescriptions or are they shades? Man, those are gorgeous, man. They, look, they make you look so good. You look so distinguished. You look like a professor. So you find one thing, then you give 100% encouragement behind it. That's a 101% principle. So find something positive to say about others. Find something positive to say about others. Here's number six. Here's number six. Say something positive about yourself. Say something positive about yourself. Don't say I can't. Don't say I'll try. Don't say maybe. No, say I am. I can. I will. Say that with me. I am. I can. I will. So you say something positive about yourself. Let me give you these three things, uh, these three statements, and I'm going to show you how to complete the sentence. I am. When you say I am, you should have a list of positive words to say about yourself. I am. Then you say, I am calm. I am smart. I am good looking. I am loving. I am prayerful. I am honest. I am kind. I am grateful. And so you should have a list of positive qualities to go behind I am. Here's another one. I can. And you should have a list of things behind I can. I can accomplish my goals. I can pursue my purpose. I can make a difference. I can live my dream. And then here's the third one. I am able. I am able. And you should have a list of things to say behind I am able. I am able to bounce back from setbacks. I am able to bring joy and hope to others. I am able to learn and grow. I am able to discipline myself. I am able to overcome challenges. I am able to keep a good attitude. I am able to forgive others. I am able to be a good influence wherever I go. I am able to encourage and lift others. And so you say those things that I am, I can, I am able. Uh, You say positive things about yourself. The Bible says in the book of Philemon, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, acknowledge every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. And so that's what you're doing. And I believe that's part of choosing a winning attitude. It helps you to maintain a positive attitude in life. You acknowledge all the good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. I am. I can. I am willing. I'm able. I am able. I can. I am. 
I can, I will. And you say these positive things about yourself. Here's something powerful. Never let the worst in others get the best of you. Never let the worst in others get the best of you. You'll always run around, run into people that have, you know, bad attitudes. But you don't respond to them the way that they treated you. You don't respond to them the way they are. You respond to them the way you are. We are light. We are light. We are life givers. We are lifters. We are lifters. I was driving, I was on the highway one time and and uh, this 18-wheeler was coming over into my lane, so I, I blew my horn and hailed my horn so that he could hear me and move back to his lane. He did not appreciate that. And he rolled down his window and said a few choice words to let me know that he didn't appreciate that. Well, you know what I did? I prayed for him right there on the spot. I said, Father, bless this driver because evidently he doesn't know you. I know he doesn't know you because if he did know you, he wouldn't use that type of language toward me. I prayed for his salvation. I said, Father, whatever's going on in his life, let him come to know you. Let him come to know your grace and your love moving his life. So that's the way I responded. See, we are light. We are light. We are lifters. We are love wherever we go. And so you never let the worst in others get the best of you. That's how you keep and choose a winning attitude. That's how you choose a winning attitude. And uh, I'm closing with this. This the last couple, you know, always believe that you can improve. That helps your attitude. That helps. Always believe that you can improve. Let that inspire you to know that you can get better, that you, you, can, you can improve. You can improve. You can develop into the person you desire to be. So that helps your attitude. Always believe that you can improve. And then the final one is always keep a sense of humor. Always, always keep a sense of humor. Keep a sense of humor. That helps your that helps your attitude. That helps your attitude. Attitudes are contagious. And I want to ask you this question. Is yours worth catching? Attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? Praise God. Well, I, want to, I just want to pray with you. Let's pray. Father, we just love you so much. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for working in our lives. And we thank you for teaching us from this illustration of Cain and Abel, Lord, not to let Cain can't kill our Abel or ability. We thank you, Father, for that we always have two choices in life. Help us to always choose a winning attitude, to honor you with our attitude, our disposition, and our approach to life, to keep an attitude of love and an attitude of faith and honor toward others toward you. Lord, we love you so much. Use us to be salt and light out in the world. And Father, just pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I just pray that you will move in their lives in a powerful way. Reveal yourself and manifest yourself in their lives. Meet every need, Lord, and we release our faith for it. We thank you for the finances. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for whatever is needed, the wisdom, the health, the strength, the joy, We ask you to just fill us and seal us right now, Lord. We release our faith in you, and we give you thanks for it. We love you and honor you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen. 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 God bless you all. God bless you all. Amen. Thank you all for, for having me. I love you. God bless you. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.